In this special episode of The Enlightened Agent, I had my buddy and a customer of mine, Mohanad Malki, on the show. Malki is a fellow Palestinian American. And today on the show, we talk about what it's like to be a Palestinian American in America and in the insurance industry. So uh, if you're interested in hearing about that, or if you come from a different background or curious what it's like uh, for people of other backgrounds to be in this country, in this industry, stick around and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Enlightened Agent, the podcast that brings you conversations with top insurance professionals and industry leaders. My name is Jason Keck, and I'm joined today by Mohanad Malki, a producer and vice president at the Insurance Office of America. Malki, welcome to the show. Jason, thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to get talking about this. Yeah, um, this is a conversation that's been in the works for a little while now. You know, this particular episode is part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion series. And it's a special episode for me because, you know, this conversation was inspired by the first email I sent out about the series where uh, I decided to share my Palestinian heritage with the world, which for some people might, that might not be that surprising. And, but for Palestinians in America, I think that certainly caught some people's attention, yours included, because, you know, for those who don't know, being a Palestinian in America is, can be complicated, or at least it was for me when I was growing up in the 80s, and Palestinians were not well understood by Americans and um, were often seen, frankly, as terrorists. So deciding to share that was a little bit of a coming out moment for me. It certainly felt like it, um, although the response has been pretty extraordinary, and I'm excited that it's kind of presented this opportunity uh, to be on the show with you. So for for just a bit more context around that, uh, right after that email, uh, Malky emailed me right away. It was like, oh my goodness, we have to connect on this. Uh, I also am a Palestinian American in insurance, so I'd love to talk more about what this means. And that's when I said, well, we've got to do it on the show. And so uh, here we are. And um, Malky, maybe wanted to start with the first question for you. Just really, why did you think it was important to come on the show and talk about this? It was important to me because it's not something that's talked about. And culturally, and kind of my family too, you don't go out there and promote yourself. You stay quietly, sit down, head down at the desk, do your work, and let the work speak for you. We're not a promotion culture. That's right. So that's why, and I'll, and I'll never forget, I was sitting outside, you know, looking at your email, your email popped up on my phone, I'm reading, and as I'm reading it, I just got up and started walking straight to my computer. I'm like, I got to respond to this now. This is amazing. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you approached the subject. And yeah, it is kind of a coming out type situation because, look, I don't shy away from who I am, but it's not something I'm going to actively promote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's interesting. There's different cultures that are, are certainly cultures and people who are a bit more promotional about their identity and their culture. And and I would certainly agree, especially in the US, that's you know, the Palestinian community is not, you know, super vocal and and visible. Um obviously there's a lot of what's the word I would say I'd say the Arab community here has not always been treated incredibly well. Some places they have been treated really well, but but not everywhere. Not everybody understands who they are, where they come from and I think the exciting thing is there's probably a lot of Arab Americans like you and I who are deeply integrated into the community that most people just don't even realize are there. And definitely. I think that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, definitely. No, there's definitely a lot of us around integrated within the community for generations even now. 
I know people that are here for multiple generations, but uh, it becomes so well integrated that it, it's, I don't want to say it's an afterthought, but it's kind of something that's not like in the forefront. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not such a loud, you know, big thing. It's just integrated into to who we are and what we do. I'm, I'm curious, you know, you and I are both working in the insurance industry, right? And I'm culture, I think, is becoming more and more celebrated in the industry, more so than it ever has been with the initiatives focused around DE&I. Curious how you think about your heritage as it relates to work and the work you do and the people you interact with. Is there, have you had opportunities to bring it up and, and kind of celebrate it? Or is there, you know, do you end up sort of shying away from it at times? I never shy away from it. I'm always, if anybody asks, I'm always very clear about who I am and what I am, where I come from and where my family comes from. That's something else. That's who I am. Why would I shy away from it? Right. But again, it's not something I'm going to bring up just because I want to bring it up because I want to talk about it. If the client or the underwriter, the carrier, they want to bring it up, great. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Right. But I'm not going to try to bring it up. We're here to work, basically. (laughs) It's my first thought of this. Right. But it's interesting, your timing of your email, too, was just comes you know at a time in this country where, again, for probably the 17th time in this country, we're trying to fix race relations within the country. Yep. We're trying to fix all kinds of issues with minorities and that, frankly, just haven't been dealt with properly in this country. And it's part and parcel of the same conversation. It, it, it's, it's, we're human beings. It doesn't yeah. need to be more complicated than that. Yeah, the last, I think, 18 months, right, since the pandemic hit and George Floyd was murdered, there's been a pretty unique opportunity for race relations to be addressed in a very explicit manner. And I certainly think the conversation has elevated around the country and is, from what I gather, remaining elevated in businesses. So, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion has become a huge priority for any business who is looking to recruit customers and recruit talent, which is frankly any good business uh, in the country. And so raising awareness about it, uh, having uh, resources, thinking about it, focusing on it and talking about it is I think a fantastic thing for the country and part of why I decided to uh, start this series focused on it. So Definitely. And the insurance industry has made a big push and, and made a change and is putting not only their words out, for, out there, but money as well. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. From the carrier I... side, from the you know the retailer side, I'm seeing it everywhere. But it it's it's a slow moving ship. It's going to take time for it to be fully integrated, for it to become normal, for it to become I don't want to say accepted, but something that's not has to be looked at as whether it's accepted or not. It's just it is. We need to be. We have to have diverse cultures within uh, companies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna say just from from since we started this series, I've been overwhelmed with the stories from the executives that I've had on the on the show talking about what's actually happening in their agencies. And you know, I thought here I, here I was thinking like, hey, I'm gonna cause a stir and bring people on and challenge them to do things. And and the people who've come on have all talked about programs that are in place to drive change. And and you make a really good point, which is that it can't just be can't go quickly. This has to be a, it has to be a process, right? If, if it's just a one-time right. event, then it's a, you know, it becomes a, becomes a moment, not a movement. And, you know, then it's gone and it doesn't stick. And so the putting the infrastructure in place to drive it forward, not just today, but, you know, ongoing into the future is, is, is definitely happening insurance. I agree. And I'm happy to be a part of that. So 
Yeah, no, it's it's. I'm I'm really glad you're addressing this. Um, the people you've had on your show that talked about it, it it's critical. It, it's really yep. critical, not just for the industry and the particular companies to continue to do well. It's it, we're human beings, man. We need yep. to do. We need to be fair to each other. We need to do good with each other. The bigger issue in the insurance industry, long term, previously was women in insurance. There are not enough women in insurance, and that's still the case. There's, it's getting better, but there's still not enough women in insurance. I'm a little <laughs> militaristic about this, so I'll look at like a LinkedIn post with some agency posting, oh, our executive team got together. I'm like, dude, don't put that on LinkedIn. There's a whole bunch of old white guys all getting together. <laughs> like, you should not be proud of that. Yeah. So what we, what I've discovered from the show is that the the gender diversity is actually not that bad. It's the diversity and leadership. Right, that's where the gap is, and so, and I'm I've I've been hearing about programs to try and drive change around that talent development. You know, people proactively looking for women and people of color to to join the leadership team. So there's definitely a intentional movement around that. Um, and a big and part I'm, of it, Jason, it's not just getting people to join that are diverse, but identifying people you already have and giving them the opportunity to move up. And yeah, get in yeah, those I, leadership positions. A lot of companies already have the diversity in the workforce. It's just they're not being looked at in terms of promotion on a more consistent basis. That's right. Yeah, that, that's I meant both externally and internally. You know, getting people to fill that role um, on the leadership team, and and I definitely seeing there's, there's certainly a, a movement around it across the industry. And um, I don't think we're going to be you know fifty fifty tomorrow in terms of um, male and female in the leadership. But I'm certainly seeing uh, activity there, and that's that's encouraging. So I'm, I'm curious. What, one of the things that I'm I, I question and I wouldn't say struggle with, but I often a debate for me is is when to share or not to share, you know, my heritage when in a work environment. And I'm curious what sort of you know because you talked about you're not you're not shy who you are, which I, that's very clear, and I'm 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 proud of you for that as a Palestinian brother. Um, but I'm, I'm curious what goes into your thinking? Like, how do you decide when it's a good idea to share it or, or not? For me, it's more of a context. I, I think about this when it comes to my relationship with my clients, like within the company, I have zero hesitation about sharing who I am. And you know, yeah. I, I work in a company. I'm very fortunate to be where I am. Incredibly accepting people. It's a large company that literally runs like a family business and everybody cares about each other. So that's not a consideration for me. It's more about my client base, prospect base. When do you bring it up? At what point? And it, it's it's on a case by case basis. You know, some people are open to that type of conversation. Some of them are business only, and they don't care if you like chewing gum or not. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go into other things beyond you know the deal in front of us. Yeah. So it, it varies. Yeah. What I, what I've seen is that I'd say, and this has been a little surprising for me the more I've been proactively thinking about it. But I, as somebody who is often engaging with clients, prospects, customers, partners, whereas it used to be something I shied away from, I've actually gotten more uh, vocal about it as a talking point, right? Because you're meeting people, you want to connect with them, you want to connect with them about who they are, you want to understand them. I think sharing who you really are is an opportunity to have conversation, to you know, opportunity to connect opportunity to disagree if you want, but it's an opportunity to bond with, with, with people that you might want to do business with or that you might want to hire. And so, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not wearing the Palestinian flag on my sleeve to every meeting I go into. It's not that, but I, <laughs> I uh, yeah. you know, when, when there's an opportunity to have, you know, casual conversations about, 
life or the world or culture or the foods you eat or the music you like and and you can tie back to it it's it's great people i've found that people really warm to it so absolutely i have a disadvantage or an advantage depending how you look at it compared (laughs) to you for example your name is jason my name is mohammed (laughs) (laughs) so i get asked a lot immediately when people first meet me oh interesting where's that name from but the bigger issue i face is automatically people take one glance at my name and assume it's Muhammad. Right. And they start right. calling me Muhammad. I have to immediately correct them. My name is not Muhammad. Different yeah. name. <laughs> D- different name. So that and... starts the conversation a lot of times. Good. Well, look, yeah. maybe that's an opportunity, right? You tell more about who you are and where you came from and you know, associate yourself with all the the, the great things about Palestinians and, and the Arab community, of which there are there are very many, right? So absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, historically in this country, you know, Palestinians don't have a good, uh, I don't say reputation, but a good, uh, people don't have a good impression of us. We, we, yeah. Let's face it, we've done a terrible job of marketing historically <laughs> as a people. You know, we have not been good marketers. <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully we can be the change that we want to see and, and show people what great people the Palestinian community can be. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Curious for you. You know, this was a, you know, we talked a couple of times about doing the show and coming on the show. Is there anything you hope will change either for you uh, or for the community, you know, after the show for people who hear it? There's one word I always bring up when you're talking about this type of subject or topic is I want people to be more curious. Hmm. I want people to go up to people that they're not overly familiar with, or they had a kind of a curiosity about, oh, I wonder what their background is. And they never ask, go and ask. Yeah. Go start that conversation. Learn about the other person. They're, they're, they're a fellow human. They have a life story. You have a life story. Share it with each other. Yeah. That's what I want to see change. Is more people having these kinds of conversations and being more curious about each other. Yeah, and, and not not being afraid to ask that question, right? I mean, no. when you're getting exposed to another culture, there's a little bit of a hey, there's something new here. And you know just because it's new doesn't mean it. Yeah. New could be interesting. New could be different. New could be an opportunity to learn. And, and I agree, right. I mean, when I talk to, when I meet somebody new and they're from a culture that I'm not familiar with, that's one of the, frankly, one of the most fun conversations you could have is like, Oh, wow. Tell me about what life, tell me what it's like to be, you know, Korean or uh, Japanese or Indian, because frankly, I have no idea what it's like to be you know, from one of those countries. So, and it's all the, frankly, it's, it's all the fun stuff. It's food, it's music, it's uh, social. And, you know, you and I are both, you know, we're, we're in many ways salespeople. And so that's a fantastic way to connect and bond with, with clients and potential clients. So yeah. And just be curious, be openly curious, just go in there, talk to the person and just to to learn their story, not to basically affirm or negate your thought concept of the, you know, their history or their background, just hear their story. And maybe yep. share yours. Is there anything you hope will change for other Arab Americans like us uh, after people listen to the show, whether whether they, they themselves are Arab Americans or not? Is there anything you're hoping that, that they'll get out of this? The one thing I hope is maybe be a little more comfortable in having these conversations. Yeah. And maybe being a little more proactive than I am. I'm, not, I'm guilty of that in bringing it up and talking about it. That's something I'd like to see change. Yeah. Well, it goes hand in hand with the curiosity, right? Like be yeah. open to the conversation, you know, so open that you're actually looking for the conversation, right? And looking for opportunities to to connect. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love, you know, there's people like me 
like you said, who, you know, Jason Keck isn't exactly a, uh, an Arab yeah. name, right? You know, there are other people who maybe look more Arab or whose names are more, more obviously Arab names who, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see those people more vocal and, and also they're more celebrated. Right. So. Yeah. Um, the world has changed. You know, it's okay to talk these days. It's, it's okay right. to talk about these things in a business environment, you know, that kind of thing before it didn't used to be, it was not okay. Now it's okay. So go ahead and start talking basically is yep. what we need people to start doing. Yeah. When we, we first as a company started trying to decide how we were going to approach diversity, equity, and inclusion, I got some advice, which was to just elevate the conversation, right? Create space to talk about it, to get comfortable with it, right? Because a lot of people were candidly uncomfortable with it and still are. So it's, it's not like the whole world has changed. There's still a lot of people who frankly are not comfortable talking about different cultures. And so, but the more people who do, the more normalized it will become, the more familiar it'll become, the more part of the natural you know, flow of conversation it will become. And frankly, it's worth celebrating. So I'm, I agree with your hope and I'm happy that this show has allowed me to have that conversation with people like you, allowed to have it publicly and hopefully inspiring our listeners to do the same. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, need to, we need to start doing this more and more. But Malky, the, the, the show is called The Enlightened Agent and enlightenment is defined as the state of having knowledge or understanding. And so my last question for you is in an effort to enlighten our audience, what are some things that you know or you've learned or you now understand about the opportunity for minorities in particular uh, in business, but also in the insurance industry? What I've learned, especially more recently, I want to say in the last 10 years or so, is that people are more open to looking at your value as a person, what you bring to the office, the environment, to your clients, more than who you are, what you look like, where you're from. Yeah, the, 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 Your skill set, your, your personality is more valuable now and uh, is looked at more than used to in the past. So that's a, a great thing and we need to just keep pushing more in that direction. Yeah. And I think when you combine that with the movement that's happening to try and improve diversity in the industry, there's actually a kind of a unique opportunity right now, whether it's Arab Americans or, you know, let's just call it all non-white males, right? <laughs> to right. Uh, promote themselves in the industry, into roles, into opportunities of, you know, places where they may not have had opportunities to be leaders or be put in leadership situations, I think now they're being sought out. And so anybody who may have historically shied away from things thinking, hmm, you know, people will never look at me because I'm whatever, Arab, you know, person of color. Now, actually, it's the opposite. The people are seeking you out. So I would say, if anything, you know, now's the great time to sort of uh, invest in your career whether you are a white male or not, I mean, everybody should be investing in their career, but this is a, a specifically unique time for a more diverse group to, to put their foot forward. So put their foot forward and we need to push each other forward as well. You yeah. need to definitely promote each other and promote each other up into the C-suites and uh, especially, you know, all kinds of minority, as you mentioned, but women, women have been in the insurance business forever. Yeah. And are just only recently trying to get, you know, having the opportunity to get the opportunity positions and the titles and, and what they deserve. They've been at it for years. I mean, I, I can recall many meetings where I'm sitting and, well, okay, the women here are smarter than all the men. Why are all the men going? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had a couple, um, 
a female leaders on the show, Catherine Cozen and Preeti Asana from Aon. And coming up, we've got the CEO of of uh, Nexture and XDTI, Lainey Cathy, coming on the show. So there's definitely, you know, for for the women out there who are looking for inspiration, looking for examples, definitely check out some of the, sh- the episodes we've had already and feel free to reach out and, and you know, make sure to subscribe for future episodes. We're planning to continue this series on diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're also shortly launching a new series focused on change management and just really looking forward to continuing the conversations, the good conversations I'm having with people like you about the things that really matter in the industry. So... Malky, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for making time, especially at the end of a big month for you. Congrats on on a great year and a great renewal period, which I know is is wrapping up for you. Uh, Anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? No, thank you very much for having me on. This was a great conversation. We need to keep talking about these things. And for everybody out there listening, just be more curious. Talk to other people. Awesome. Thanks, Malky. Thank you, Jason.